biblical preaching. Not about opinions. You shall hear the word of God. I think it will be revolutionary if you let the word open up your heart to God's grace in your life. I'm in the gospel of John, the 14th chapter, starting at the 23rd verse. Jesus answered him, those who love me will keep my word and my father will love them. And we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and I am coming to you. If you love me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs so that when it does occur, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me, but I do as the Father has commanded me so the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us be on our way. Let us pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. How do I turn this on, Brad? Which one is that? You want to come help me with it? I'll get it. Mr. Johnny, can you do this? Because I may be a little mobile today. The universal symbol of power. Okay, let's get started. When I first started preaching years ago, I had a DS come show up one Sunday. I was behind the pulpit, hanging on to the pulpit like young preachers do, afraid because the DS was there. After the sermon, he said, Jerome, he said, a very interesting sermon. He said, but you... You're too close to the pulpit. You've got to move around. 
So the next Sunday, I started moving around, and then I did that at seminary, and the professor said, you move around too much. You need to be back at the pulpit. So if anybody has an opinion today about me moving around, just keep it to yourself. Don't tell anybody else. Don't let the sin of maimers of gossip and backbody be about this sermon. Because y'all asked for it, and you got it. I'm not Baptist. Not Presbyterian, not ecclesial. I am Methodist. And we're going to do what Methodists do. We're going to look at the Bible. But the first verse of this scripture today, entitled, I Love Jesus. And we do love Jesus, don't we? Amen. The first verse, we're going to get to it here in a second. If not, there we go. The 23rd verse. Jesus, now the word there is Jesus. Jesus answered to him, those who love me will keep my word. Let's just stop right there. Those who love me will keep. Now what is his word? Is it his opinion? No, his word is the Bible. Those who love me will keep my word. If the Bible is not on your coffee table, it is, if it's not in your car, if it's not in your hands, re-examine your spiritual life because sin is at your door. The Bible is central to what we believe. I spent all those years in seminary learning the Bible. I've been reading the Bible. I've been taught the Bible. The word that Jesus is referring to is the Bible. And if you love Jesus, you'll read your Bible. You'll study your Bible. You'll come to Sunday school and learn more about the Bible because that's what Sunday school does. You'll come to church and hear a preacher talk about the Bible, not a political agenda, not a personal idea, but the objective scripture. Jesus says, those who love me will read their Bibles, will keep my word. That's it. That's the beginning of the Christian lesson. That is what saves the soul, is the Bible. And my Father will love them. And we will come to them and make our home with them. Our home. Jesus is moving in with us, folks. I hope he's got a room at your house. I hope he's got a room at your kitchen table. I hope you have an extra coffee cup for the Lord in your life. Y'all going... Where did Jerome go? This isn't what we're used to, his rambling. Backbiting and gossip, shame on you people. Shame on you, shame on you, shame on you. You forced me to call the card, and that card is the gospel, that Jesus is Lord, and it ain't changing. As long as I'm here, this is what we're getting. We're going back to the basics, back to belief. And that belief is in Jesus being the word of God. Those who love me will keep my word. See, I'm not judging anybody in their love of the Lord. You're here today, and that shows evidence that you have a heart willing. It just may be your soul isn't able. Your heart may be willing, but it could be your lifestyle isn't able. It could be a sin is hindering you from accepting the word into your life. 
It could be what's holding you back. It's something you have done or something another has done that has hindered you or you're letting the life full of sin in this world somehow stop you. But we are here today because I believe you love the Lord. I believe we are part of the body of Christ. Jesus answered him and said, Those who love me will keep my word. Read my Bible, Jesus is saying. Learn about me. Study my life. Study what I have taught you. And my Father will love you. He will show up in your life and he will help you. And we will come to you and make our home with you. Isn't isn't that wonderful? God making his home with us. Because what's God going to do when he comes into our home? What's he going to do? He's going to say, you know, that table don't belong there. He's going to say, that TV definitely don't belong there. He's going to say, and you've got to get something figured out on your curtains. See, God isn't going to like what we got. Now you may say, well, that ain't so. I'm prideful and I have my own life. You really think it's up to par to what the Lord wants you to be in your life? Don't be having no hidden sins in the dark. Don't be mean to other people because he's reading and judging you on everything you do every day, every moment. When you have a bad thought against somebody, he's watching you and he's marking it down and he's saying, I can't believe my child would do it and don't you dare bring it to my house. Don't you dare think you can play somehow sacred with me because I'm the Lord and you are not. See, that's what Jesus is saying. We will come to them and make our home with them. You know the beauty of this? The beauty of this is y'all can't talk about it. Because I'm not up here spilling opinions. You can't uh, say to somebody, the preacher, he's up there just rambling and talking about his old stories and his family or this and that. No, I'm talking Bible. And if you've got a problem with Bible then you don't belong in this church. You belong down the road somewhere where they don't have a Bible. And there's a lot of places that don't have the Bible anymore in modern America. A lot of people don't care about the Bible. They don't run the Gideons out of every place they can. The ones who give the Bibles. But there's a Bible that led me to be here today. Let's go to the next verse, Brad. Because we got to work our way through this. And it's going to get harder before it gets better. Whoever, oh my, does not love me. How does God know if you love them? By how you act. If you're mean to other people, if you have mean thoughts, if you have mean actions, if you commit the sin, if you are hiding sin, you do not love the Lord and do not pretend you do. God's watching every one of us. He knows who loves him and who doesn't love him. And what does he say about those? He says, whoever does not love me will not keep my word. In other words, they don't read their Bibles. So when you don't read the Bible, the Lord's saying, well, you don't love me. If you don't want to know about me, don't you want to know about somebody who you love, whom you love? Don't you want to know? The Bible tells us so. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. 
You may wonder where I got here. Three Sundays ago, I said at Lake Junaluska, and I will say Lake Junaluska, because that's where I was, me and Leona with Hannah and her friend Sam, celebrating the life of Riley Howe. You've heard of Riley Howe on the news? Well, he's a real person with a real family, and we're tied into them now by family and by love. This young man gave his life. He gave his life. Very emotional. A lot of young people there, and here's this young man who paid the ultimate price. And he paid that because he loved people. And he stopped the shooter and he saved lives. This past week, a military man with a silver star, for those that do not know, a silver star is a battle star, gave the family a silver star and gave the family his purple heart to honor and to celebrate Riley as being a good soldier. He's a Christian soldier. And he paid the ultimate price. There will be more Riley House. Because our society has just turned evil. And we've got to learn to fight the good fight. To wear the sword and wear the shield. We've got to know the Bible to be able to face this demon we are in this culture. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine but it's from the Father who sent me. I'm not here because I'm educated. My education means nothing to the kingdom. I'm here because I love Jesus. I'm not here because I'm qualified by a board of ordained ministry many years ago, and I've answered the call, and I've passed every test they've ever thrown at me. I'm not here because of my smarts. I'm here because of my obedience. I'm here because God called me to be here. And if anybody's got a problem with that, then you got a problem with the Lord because he's going to have to uncall me to get me out. I know people are here. I know people are measuring what their next step is going to be. You're fighting the wrong fight, people. Your fight is not against inadequacy or humanity. It's not against limited nature. Fight is against powers and principalities. The devil's trying to break us. He's trying to make us into what he wants to be. He wants us to fail. He's already got a culture that's already got so many false gods, it's unbelievable. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me me let's go to the next one Brad I have said these things this is Jesus talking to us now I have said these things to you while I am still with you we really don't have a lot of time do we young people y'all don't know that yet you think you've got a whole life ahead of you I'm telling you life passes by fast Enjoy this moment of your childhood. Enjoy this moment and be happy. Enjoy your parents and enjoy the love that surrounds you. Because the day is going to come when you're going to see the hard winds of the north blow. And this will be the moment that you will cling to. This will be the moment that you will cherish. The moment of being surrounded by love in this place. Hearing this crazy preacher 
speak of love. Jesus is saying this. He's saying you you got to know that, that I'm going to be gone pretty soon and I'm going to go to a place where I'm going to help you. So you need to get ready to carry some of the weight, to carry some of the load. Let's go to the next verse. And this is how we do it. We don't do it on our own. We do it because the Holy Spirit empowers us. I have never known a church to catch fire with the Spirit without the Spirit being present. The Spirit is always present. It changes lives. It makes us think, I can do something. And the Spirit says, not only can we think about it, we can do it. We can love more. We can hope more. We can cherish more. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything. And He's teaching me. I can tell you. He's teaching me. He's teaching me something called humility. Humility is hard to swallow. He's teaching me something called love. Love means action in his book. Not just in word, but in deed. He's teaching me what it means to make sacrifice. Because sacrifice is how we make the difference in the lives we live. Riley made sacrifice. Bam! First bullet. He had an instant decision. He was eight feet away from the shooter. Second bullet. He then decided what his course would be. Third bullet killed his friend sitting next to him. And the gun turned on him. And Riley at that point came up out of his chair there at UNC Charlotte. And he rushed the gunman. And the gunman's first bullet at him tore into his arm. The second bullet tore into his side. And the third bullet, as Riley tackled the gunman at full force, Riley was a big boy, very athletic, all-American boy there from Waynesville in the mountains of North Carolina. The third bullet hit him in the head. A fatal shot, but by then Riley had fully engaged the shooter and literally threw him backwards, and the gun went flying and then rolled on top of him. The gunman, who does not love the Lord and does not read the Bible and has no hope of salvation, the gunman even complained that Riley hurt him. The gunman even complained that Riley hurt him while tackling him. Sir, you are a coward. And my God will judge you harshly for what you have done. For you took away a beautiful young man. And there's no excuse for it. I heard the man preach the sermon. Used a lot of personal references and stories. In fact, he sounded like the old Jerome, the preacher there. But he doesn't sound like the new Jerome. Because I've made my decision, I'm rushing the gunman. I'm not going to wait to pick up the pieces. I'm going to fight. Because you're worth it. Isn't that something? 
That's your daddy or your mama or your grandmother, your grandfather, even your sister or brother will fight for you because you're worth it. Because I love you. And no matter who's coming at you, I'll stop them. Even if I have to use myself as the shield. The advocate, the Holy Spirit will teach you how to fight. And we do not fight by destroying. We fight by loving. We fight by caring. We fight by making a difference. Let's keep going, bro. How? Peace. Peace is how we fight. The word there is shalom. The word there is God's peace. The word there is God's power. The word means that God is able, God's peace is able to make the difference. They just let out. The other one that got shot that day just came out the hospital yesterday evening. The student was released. See, God's peace is able. And Jesus says, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Because the world's peace is not peace, it's war. The world lies. And it says it cares when it does not care. But God does care. And God is making it possible. So what am I trying to do here? You can give up on the civil religion of Christianity in America. It's not coming back. You can give up on people just being naturally good because we're a Christian nation. It's not coming back. Our culture is going the way of every other great culture in history. Turning its back on its creator, on its God. Turning its back on what truly is love and hope. My purpose for this moment, and it will not change. The course has been set. The devil better watch out. We're coming for him. We're coming for him with peace. The peace of God. So it means when people bad talk us, we love them back. When people criticize us, we love them back. When people lose hope in us, we love them back. When people lose hope in themselves, we love them back. When people go to the point that they try to take life, we give life. We make that decision and we make the stand we need to. But, but, but where are you coming from with this? Did you just suddenly wake up? Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. That's it. Is your heart troubled? Are you afraid? Then you're not depending on God. Are you afraid? 
You're not trusting God. Are you troubled? You're not letting God do what God does for those He loves. God is saying, I have this. I will take care of this. Riley, do what you must do. But I tell you right now, death is hard and it's cold and it's real. No matter what pretty words may be tied to it by a preacher or by the news media, that young man is dead. And the feelings and the emotions of anger, they're real. But anger will not win the day. For, for the blood of this world begets only blood of this world. But God's grace it is able to overcome. Jesus is saying your hearts are the thermometer to tell you where you are. And if your heart is troubled, you're not putting enough on me, the Lord, he is saying. Trust in me. I tell you, it's a hard thing to do when you have children is to let them go and let God have them. You can follow my practice of praying for a guardian angel over them. In the case of one of mine, I pray for a whole company of angels over her because she needs it. She needs somebody watching over her. Sisters and brothers, church has lost its way. This is not about a ritual. If anybody complains I'm not wearing a robe today, what do I say? Keep it to yourself. I don't want to hear it. And don't dare mention it to nobody else. Because you dare to stand in judgment over the one God called and put here? Who do you think you are that you do such a thing? But I'm not going to let you get away with it. I'm going to love you through it. I'm going to say, you know... You're wrong, so let's make it right. Let's love the Lord first with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our being, and then let's love our neighbor as ourselves. I'm going to remind you that the Lord has given us what we need in life, peace, and that peace surpasses all understanding. It's not the peace the world gives, but it's the peace that God gives. Fred, how does he continue? You heard me say to you, I'm going away, and I'm coming to you. If you love me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. See, this business could not be taken care of without the Lord going back to heaven to prepare the place for us. Now, what's he preparing for? Is he preparing for our little shenanigans? <laughs> Is he par uh, just preparing for our gossip? Is he preparing for our sin? No. Because none of that's going to go into heaven. Why are you wasting time doing something that has no eternal value? He's not preparing for the worst of you. He's preparing for the best of you. 
He's preparing for who you truly are, the one you will not face, the one you do not want to know because you're afraid of knowing that person because that person needs the Lord and none other. And you think you can hold on to yourself in your own ways as long as you can and they'll lead you only to a grave that is silent and it is long. Let God prepare you for love. That's what the problem is, is love. But Riley loves. And if Riley can love, why can I not love? They sent out a text from the school system. It's a new text they modeled. Run, hide, fight. Three words. And three roads. Our culture must decide which it will follow. The run will not work. There's no place far enough. Hide will not work because the devil knows where we are. The only thing that will work postmodern pilgrim is fight. Fight the good fight, Paul said. Run the race that has been set before you. You heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming to you. If you love me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. Let's keep going, Brad, to the last verse. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. Do you believe it? Oh, that's not rhetorical. I'm not just saying that. Do you believe? Raise your hands. Do you believe it? Raise your hand. You're too comfortable. You're too comfortable. Do you believe it? Raise your hands. Let's come to this altar. Now, we believe in free will, and you make your own choice, and you don't have to come. It's your choice, and nobody would judge you. If they do, you come to me, and I'll go talk to them to their face, and I'll tell them what happens to sinners. Hell burns brightly with sinners. Do not challenge my God and my Father in heaven. Do you believe it? I invite you to this altar today to witness not only to others but to yourself. I'm willing to stand up because the first bullet has been fired. It killed the American family. It shot it right in the arm. The second bullet has been fired. It has killed the American dream of a nation of freedom. The third bullet is yet to be fired. And that'll be the bullet of eternal salvation when we lay down our life for a friend. I debated if I would even mention Riley. But I had to. Because you need to know there's a person in that story. I invite you to the altar. Come on, kids.